Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday. The great nephew of Saturday, according to our erstwhile executive producer, the one and only Pretty Daddy. He may be Tommy DeCelestino to the people out in the world, but on the airwaves across America, he is the prettiest of daddies. Uh, Pretty Daddy CBS on Twitter. I'm on there, too. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Great news about Andy Roddick's new podcast. He's not going to come on the show and promote it. Pretty excited. Uh, phone number, 855-212-4CBS. With friends like these, Tommy, who needs whatever's next? How's it going, pal? Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. It's great to see your face back-to-back days. Can I tell you something? So Andy Roddick does have a new podcast, and I texted about promoting it, but I did in kind of a I'm better than you way, and then it just became an insult fest, and then... Not a, kind of. A, not a, kind of. As our relationship goes, uh, silence. I do think that that uh, celebrity friendship, or whatever, celebrities, who cares, it came to an end over a joke that I did, but I think it was funny, and it's it's worth it. I like Andy. It's okay he doesn't like me anymore because of the following. I'm just going to tell this story because I told you this more. You think it's funny? The best joke I've heard from you. So Andy Roddick and I knew each other from our TV days. I have spent the night at Andy's house. I've met his wife. She's very nice. She still follows me on Twitter, Brooklyn Decker. Uh, Andy does not. And so we have a little history. I like And I like the guy. And uh, he sent out a tweet a few years ago. I have his phone number where he said, hey, my phone got deleted or whatever. If, you, you know, you, you know me. Send me a text and with who it is or something like that. So I wrote from my number, of course, yo, it's fed. <laughs> he was not amused. Oh, that was funny. I mean, what were the odds I could have gotten in Andy Roddick's phone as, as Roger Federer? Like 4%? <laughs> Probably lower than that. You think lower? Yeah. It's the international. <laughs> what if I'd sent it from an international? If I'd gone and gotten a burner? That, that. <laughs> It's good, right? He was so mad. He He had to be so mad. So I've had that, and I once handed Landon Donovan all my dishes because I mistook him for a uh, a waiter, and that also was the end of that particular. See, Tom, here's the thing. You think I'm mean. I'm just me. It doesn't matter if you're Andy Roddick or you're Pretty Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Things make a lot more sense now. Great talk. Great start to the show. Uh, Bill Belichick is not going to get a job. We've got some reporting from Albert Breer on what happened. It's not shocking, but it is interesting. And, and I do think it shows a path forward for where the hoodie might land next. Sounds like it will be next year. Joel Embiid is missing games. And, and Tom, pretty daddy, is celebrating a take of his that's still not right. But let's let him celebrate. Oh, also, I didn't know this until today. Tom hates Patrick Mahomes. Hates him. 
I don't understand it. Um, we're going to let him talk about that. I don't think you should hate Patrick Mahomes, by the way, Tom. I think he's a very nice man and amazing. You shouldn't hate him. It's a good thing that I don't. Okay. Uh, NBA power rankings, and we're going to do colleague rankings. You kind of Tom got excited about this later in the week or next week or at some point. Yeah, there's a way to do it where we don't have to make fun of everybody or, or be mean to people. There's a there's a fun, lighthearted way to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a, there's a way to walk down the street and not look where you're going, but we're not going to do either of those things, okay? <laughs> okay. What are you talking about here? Uh, Mike Florio is going to be on the show in an hour. Our guy, Pro Football Talk, uh, buy or sell, not rapid fire, context-laden from Mr. DeCelestino. It's where a Pretty Daddy takes the prettiest of topics that we have not talked about on the show yet, and we make those topics our daddy. Uh, and also, I haven't really talked about Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift a lot. I'm going to at the end of the show. I'm going to give you my two cents. Here's the here's the cliff notes. You deserve nice things. Just enjoy love or whatever the hell is going on. Tom thinks it's love. I, whatever. Who cares? Enjoy it. Okay. Tom, you're such a softy. So we've got a Super Bowl coming up, as you might have heard. It's kind of a big game where the winner of the NFC and the winner of the AFC championship games play each other uh, to be crowned the superior world champions of the world or whatever the hell's going on. Chiefs versus Niners. And there will be a lot of talk, of course, over the next week and a half on this show and all the other shows and a lot of dissecting of these games and these teams. And poor, I don't know, poor, but successful Kyle Shanahan just keeps running into either Brady teams or Mahomes teams and his quest to be a champion. But I want to go back a little bit here. I was thinking today, since we've got a couple weeks of coverage, about the miracle. It really is a football miracle that Clark Hunt and Andy Reid have accomplished in Kansas City. In that order, I think. And I, I feel like I'm in, at least for a national radio host, a bit of a unique position to talk about this because... I covered the Chiefs as part of my duties when I was a Kansas City Star sports writer from 2006 to 2010, and I lived in Kansas City for another three years after that, working for a national website. I know Clark Hunt a little bit. We had him last year, and we could have him again this year, but actually, maybe we'll do it. I I like Clark. I think it's better to give you the context of Clark Hunt and what he did and the context of of Andy Reid and what they accomplished. What Dan Campbell was trying to do, and we'll see if he does or he doesn't do it, Right, that cursed organization in Detroit, that that poor fan base that couldn't win. This is what the Chiefs were facing. And I think some of the stakes we forget because when greatness arrives in the form of Patrick Mahomes and the team they put around Patrick Mahomes and, of, of course, the coach who was there when Mahomes arrived, this this alchemy, this, this magical mix that has turned Patrick Mahomes into Jordan or Brady Part 2 or whatever you want to call him, and the Chiefs into the new Patriots, it... it, it this reality in Kansas City that the Tom suddenly hates because it's too much winning and some people are frustrated by and whatever else your sort of reaction to, I think it's worth celebrating even if you don't have roots like I do in KC. My kids are born there. I've said this a million times. I love the level of greatness, but this doesn't come out of any expected relatively well-run culture. The Kansas City Chiefs were as lowly, incompetent, problematic, tragic of an organization in sports on the face of the earth when Andy Reid arrived. Let, let me back up a little bit. I'm not sure people know this. The last year before Reid came, and I remember I was sitting, I lived in Kansas City. I was a national columnist. I covered all sports. I was sitting in my kitchen, and the Chiefs were already in a terrible, terrible spot. Uh, they were flying those planes over Arrowhead that have banners with things like Fire Scott Pioli. Chiefs fans were wearing all black to Arrowhead to protest what they felt like the end 
of any sense of pride in their organization. Uh, Clark Hunt, who, we, again, we've had on the show, owner of the Chiefs, is a very shy guy. Like, I like him. He's impressive. I, I spent some time with him back when I was a writer, just shadowing him. He's a very introverted dude. His dad, Lamar Hunt, is a legend. Is a legendary guy whose name is on the Super Bowl trophy, who is one of the NFL owners who shaped the NFL in its modern image. I, I, I had the pleasure to very briefly say hi to, to, to that man when I was in Kansas City. And the weight of trying to be that guy's son for Clark, when Clark was first the, the principal owner when, when Lamar passed away, is kind of like what we expect LeBron James's kid going to go through when he goes to the NBA, right? Or any other all-time great where you have to carry that mantle. And Clark Hunt was failing, and the Chiefs were failing. And on this day that I'm referencing, in December of 2000, maybe in, man, 12, I was sitting, I was sitting at the table with my, with my, my wife and my, my, my kids. I think Henry was born. And I'd been on the road for 25 of the last 27 days. It was my day off. And there came a report that something had happened in the parking lot of the Arrowhead. And if you remember this, a, a player named Javon Belcher, it's a terrible story, had, had killed his, his wife and child and then went to Arrowhead in the parking lot and in front of the GM and the head coach had, had killed himself. And it was the nader. It was the low point of this Chiefs team. Obviously, this is a lot more important than sports, but it just it wrapped Chiefs sports horror in, in real life horror. And so this is the context. This is the, the awfulness. And then just the football stuff. Scott Pioli, who, who I make fun of sometimes on the show, was loathed in that organization. And Todd Haley had been the head coach, was loathed in that organization. I remember going to a dinner. Those of you from Kansas City might know the place called Garozo's, old school Italian place. We had to walk to the kitchen to go upstairs to the secret room. And the entire dinner, Scott Pioli, so there's a bunch of reporters. But remember the, the, the Jason Poznanskis and, and folks like that. The entire dinner, Scott Pioli just belittled Todd Haley in front of us at this off-the-record dinner. It was one of the most demeaning things I've ever seen. And it was an insight into the, into the horrific culture of the Chiefs. And into this context, the Chiefs had not won a playoff game. I looked it up this morning. I knew it was right, but I wanted since 1994. Very similar to what we talk about with Detroit. Very similar when we talk about teams that are trying to make a run. And we know now the story, right? The Chiefs go from one of the worst organizations in sports at this tenure. They go from a team that is mired in dysfunction, in terrible culture, in, in tragedy, away from the game, in, in an owner's son who's trying to carry the mantle of his dad's big name, especially in Kansas City, into what now we take for granted. What is it? I can't keep track. Four out of the last five Super Bowls, is that, is that where we're at? And, and Mahomes has won two of them, and he's probably going to win a third one in a week and a half. But the way that this happened is that Clark Hunt looked around as a young owner, trying to get his arms around it, and said, I've got to make a bold change. And he went with Scott Pioli because Pioli was still his GM. And remember, Pioli, ironically, came off the Bill Belichick tree. It come from, from New England and, and failed like, like everybody else who seems to leave that, uh, that tree. And he cornered Andy Reid in an airport. And Andy Reid reportedly said, in fact, because people thought Reid was going to go coach the Arizona Cardinals, I'm not working for Pioli. And Clark Hunt, just credit, fired his GM, hired Andy Reid. And this is in the weeds here, but even though that Chiefs team had won, I think, two or three games the year before Reid took over, there were still five or six all pros and what felt like a pretty good team, and they moved on from almost all these guys. And they turned that roster over. And he's not there now, but they brought in John Dorsey. And they, they drafted Travis Kelsey, and they created a brand-new culture. When Andy Reid got hired, this is amazing to me, it had been 6,931 days since the Chiefs had last won a playoff game. That is about a week short of 19 years. 
The last time the Chiefs had won a playoff game when Andy Reid came to Arrowhead was when Joe Montana was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. And remember, you had the the Dick Vermeil years there. You had the Marty Schottenheimer years. You had some real and, and Schottenheimer at the end of, in, in the nineties, early two thousands. You had some some real coaches. What Andy Reid did is the equivalent of what Dan Campbell was trying to do. Had Dan Campbell converted on fourth down or taken those points and somehow beaten the Niners over the weekend and then gone on to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and then gone on to win a Super Bowl in a couple years and then gone on to be in four out of five. What the Chiefs have accomplished, we take for granted now. But they were as lowly as you could be. And the ability for Clark Hunt to see what Andy Reid could be, because Andy Reid was in the parlance of our times, in the way that we view things, in the and I'm I'm a part of this too, right? Andy Reid was a guy that many saw as a loser. Many, many, many shots at a championship. So close so many times. He and Donovan McNabb, great success with the Eagles, but just couldn't get over the hump. And that guy came in, and the first year he was in Kansas City, they went from two wins to an 11-5 and team. But I was there. I lived in that town. And, and But the reaction was, all right, we've seen this before. They'll just lose. They'll just lose their first playoff game, which they did, by the way. Took Andy Reid until the third year to figure it out. Does it help that he got Mahomes? Of course. But remember... They traded for Alex Smith. They made him the cornerstone of their offensive part of what they did. Then they went up and they got Patrick Mahomes in a draft where Deshaun Watson was out there in a draft where, God help me, the Chicago Bears thought Trubisky at two was the guy. They molded, Andy Reid molded, and give Clark Hunt credit, they molded what is now the most successful sports team maybe on the planet and certainly the most important league on the planet in the most competitive sports league on the planet, they molded a juggernaut out of utter dysfunction and horror and pressure and a culture of losing. Guys like Pretty Daddy over here hate Patrick Mahomes simply because they become that good. Now, by the way, Tom's shaking his head saying, I don't hate, hate Pretty Daddy. I called him Pretty Daddy. I confused you with Patrick Mahomes. The, this would be the greatest day of your life if you didn't hate him. We'll let Tom defend himself in a second. But it's not just Mahomes, and I know Mahomes is a big part of it. Andy Reid goes out and gets Spags and that defensive coordinator and the patience they've shown. That defense has gotten better year after year after year until this year. It really was the defense that won the game in the second half for the Chiefs, although I would maintain and do maintain Mahomes' presence alone makes opposing quarterbacks and teams press and make mistakes and play tight. So there's a lot to talk about. We'll get into all that stuff. But don't lose sight just because it's the last five, six years of how dysfunctional and irrelevant and incompetent the Kansas City Chiefs were. How the local coverage in Kansas City was about how it would never be right. How there was an institutional rot that Clark Hunt wasn't up to the task of fixing. How Andy Reid, some guy that had great teams and still couldn't win in Philly, was never going to succeed with mediocre teams in Kansas City. How you can't move on from Alex Smith. He was the number one overall pick for some kid that didn't do it in college. We forget sometimes how unlikely it was the Chiefs were going to win a playoff game. 6,931 days. And by the way, it took Reed a few years, so it was 8,028 days. Almost 22 years between playoff wins for the Chiefs. That is astounding. That is astounding. What the Chiefs has accomplished, whatever they do in a week and a half, when they probably, we'll see, you got to play the game, when they probably beat the Niners, it is already, the fact they're in this Super Bowl, the fact they've won two, the fact they're going to appear in more, the fact that you and I and even Tom over here knows Patrick Mahomes is going to add more rings to his resume. 
it is one of the most impressive turnarounds in the history of American sports. And let's not lose sight of it just because we take it for granted now. 855-212-4CBS. Okay. Todd thinks I put words in his mouth. Pretty Daddy is... Well, he's not outraged. He's sort of laughing. But uh, he has a theory on Mahomes being hated that I that I don't personally subscribe to. But I want to hear about it from Tom. We'll get into that. And I'm going to tell you Bill Belichick's biggest problem. And it's not that he doesn't coach Tom Brady. It, it's something else. And it's something he can overcome. And, and we'll get into it next year on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Tom got hit on in the break room. <laughs> I did not. You did. I did not. You were super appropriate. Tommy's married, but I did, I've never seen that game before. You're funny. <laughs> no I just game. wanted some coffee, and she's, <sighs> you're funny. People can be nice. You're, no she one speaks friendly. to you. You're, I've never seen you smile before either. So for, you're funny. Okay. Um, you two can have a talk. Can I just get to the cream for the for the free Dunkin', please? On CBS Sports Radio. Now, you have admitted since then. It's a good rejoin. You did a great job. Not a criticism, Pretty Daddy. You have since admitted in private conversations that that, that young lady's attention toward you was not necessarily uh, standard operating procedure, that she was, in fact, hitting on you. I have done some reflection on the situation that happened yesterday. Uh, I do think, as surprised as I am that that situation occurred, I think that's what happened. I think I got hit on. Can I give you some real talk? Please do. Okay. Lori listens, so she knows this, or she's about to. I look like, so when I was 23, I was not a great-looking guy. I look like that guy if he's put through a blender and put on some weight and likes to drink, okay? <laughs> okay. Romeo, I'm not, all right? I live in L.A. where everyone is six foot four and, and played professional sports, at least in my neighborhood. 
when I just like approach women, they roll their eyes and it's like, no, can you just get out of the way so I can get my kid a pickup? Like literally, I'm not kidding. I've been hit on in New York City. I remember the first time that I came here to live here, I went to a, to a, to get a beer and the waitress looked at my shirt. He said, Iowa. And she goes, she goes, oh, it was a Hawkeye. Sorry. She goes, oh, the, the Idaho Hawkeyes. And I was like, what? And the long story <laughs> short of this is that it became clear to me. I was wondering why she was talking for so long. Very similar thing to what. There are more women than men in New York City. Do you know this? So it's actually, if you're a single guy, and I'm not taking a shot at you, but if you and I can randomly be hit on. Playing the odds. And you are listening, you're a single guy. Come to New York City. It It's the only place on earth where women just speak to me, and I, I, I don't understand what's, ha- what's happening. But then they look at <laughs> my face, and they go find you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, no. No, thank you. Uh, that was a very sweet moment for you guys. I really want to bump into her again with you. I, I stand by that. I've never seen her in this building before. I hope she works here. <laughs> yeah, you want to? Uh, well, it be a little, whoa, be a little weird if she down, was here and Mary didn't work here. She could have been a visitor. I guess. She I mean, been, it was like 730 in the morning. It was early in the morning. But she was in a like really talkative mood. Well, again, we've established. <laughs> it was early, wasn't it? It was very yeah. early because you got here extremely early yesterday. Can I give you my theory on, on New York City? Which, by the way, I didn't know this. That there's a view out there that New York City's crazy dangerous. You know, It's so safe. It's like the safest place, at least Manhattan. I was walking around last night at 1 in the morning. Um, can I give you my view on New Yorkers in New York? Yes, but I got a funny feeling I'm not going to agree with it. Well, you won't know because you don't live here. You, you're an you're a angry tourist commuter. So I was talking to one of my colleagues because at Stanford we have our TV operation for CBS Sports HQ, about, about the city and what the city's like. And here's the thing. If you come to the city, and so if you're a tourist, this is probably what you experience, and you have to commute with people, or you're on the train with people, or you're fighting over a taxi with the people of New York City, or you're just walking next to them on the street, they are not friendly. It's a very kind of aggressive approach. But those same people, the minute you are social with them, or you hold the door for them, or like you get into a coffee shop and... People in New York are, and I've lived in Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Miami, Chicago, L.A. I'm forgetting a bunch of, I've lived all, Chillicothe, which is in Missouri, but a bunch of places in Missouri. Anyway, I say Illinois. I think New New Yorkers might be nicer than any of the people I've ever, and by the way, Iowans are pretty nice. New Yorkers are so nice, man. And by the way, people from L.A., not nice. I'm not doing the whole, like, people in L.A. are not nice. There are nice people there, but generally speaking, no. New Yorkers are really nice, but they're like you. You know what? They're like, it's like a Tootsie Roll. There's this hard exterior, but on the inside, you know. They got is, layers. Is whatever that gal saw me in the break room. <laughs> she saw you for you. Yeah, I can't really speak to if New Yorkers are nice people because I do my best to avoid them. Why do you hate Patrick Mahomes? I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. My take let was me, actually defending Patrick re- Mahomes. Let me, let me read this. Why he's not the villain of the NFL. Pat, this is what you wanted. This is one of your pitches today. Mahomes isn't the villain of the NFL. It's okay to root for greatness. And I said, who hates Mahomes? And you said, everybody hates Mahomes. You see him as a con- contemptible figure. Yeah. There's a narrative now. <laughs> Nobody hates Mahomes. When you go, oh, oh I, I think the complete opposite. I think Outside of Gelb, to- who's a Patriots fan, but he's from New York. Yeah, Zach, are a- you listening? Come on, man. You can root for whoever you want to root for. Doesn't make it okay. <sighs> that guy spent a lot of time making fun of his former producer, Ryan Hickey. You can't be a New Yorker. Who, who who defines themselves in New Anyway, I don't want to go out of Gelb. I mean, like, you, you, you made fun of Hickey quite a bit as well. Still yeah, but, do. 
Well, right. I'm saying you can't do it and then be the same thing. Okay. I'm not that thing. I'm okay. a Cubs fan. I'm a Bears fan. I hate the Bears, but I'm also a fan. I'm not being. I'm not saying. Oh, I'm. You know, I'm a Chargers fan now. I live in L.A. I don't think most people dislike Mahomes. Do you? I think we're there. I think we're there. I think people Cal- hate success. Uh, that is true. People do start to start to root for the underdog, and then once the underdog becomes something else, there's a there's a a jealousy or a frustration or maybe just not new and shiny. I, I here's my theory. I think Mahomes is so likable, is such a likable guy that it has deflected a lot of that. I think that Andy Reid is pretty likable and there's an association there. If you compare him to Brady and and Belichick, those guys were not likable in their sort of outward facing roles. I also think let's do some real talk which we tend to do here on the show. The Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift hate is stupid. I don't understand it. The fact it's become political, just talked about, I think speaks to how dumb our politics are. But that deflects a lot. There's only so much hate to go around. That deflects a lot from Mahomes. I, I think people might now want him to lose, but I don't think people see him as a villain. Villain's a big word. Well, like sports needs a villain. So if it's not Patrick Mahomes, which I agree with you, he's not, then who is it? I don't know. I mean, like, does it? I don't know if it does need a villain. If, if there's greatness, I think that's enough. And the prior greatness, which we've been speaking about a lot the past few days, Belichick and Brady, they were villains. They were cheating scandals. They, were, they, they cheated. Associated with them. They may have cheated. And Belichick, at least off the field, was not very likable. He was very surly with the media. Can I give you sort of like a, the thing is, I think that the Patriots were hate. A lot of people think they didn't deserve that first Super Bowl because of what happened with the Raiders, right? So you got off to this sort of weird start. And then there was this institutional arrogance that was always a part of the Patriots when they won. And then they 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 exported that, right? You know how, like, they say America exports its pop culture through Hollywood to the rest of the world? New England exported its arrogance to the rest of the NFL through its coaches and assistants. Scott Pioli was so arrogant. I've talked about Hi, Scott. I mean, like, and, it, and those folks didn't succeed. And then I think the Patriots won so much because they had that long phase, right, where New England went, it felt like, longer than most people's careers without a Super Bowl win, and then they won a bunch more again. And I think that, for a lot of us, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of won me over. The 28-3 was heartbreaking for Atlanta. I feel about that poor Falcons organization from that Super Bowl, and I was at that Super Bowl. The way I feel for Detroit, like, I feel bad for Detroit, but I'm not mad at the Niners. I'm not I'm not angry at 49ers. I'm impressed. But I, it can be both. I, I can tip my cap to the Bay Area and to San Francisco and still feel horrible for, for Detroit. I feel bad for Falcons fans, but that was the turning point for me where I was like, okay, Brady's so good. He's so good. I, I can't help but like him. The Chiefs are having the same kind of winning without the hate. So I think it's the opposite. I think it's I think we've just cut straight to man, this guy's likable and he just keeps winning. I'm with you. I don't hate them. I think the hate is out there though. And I think if they win, if they win in, you know, less than two weeks, I think you're really gonna see it. Anything can happen. Anything can can go down. I'm not making a declarative you know, bet the mortgage statement. But, man, I am pretty confident the Chiefs are going to be Super Bowl champions in uh, 11 days. I mean, no, no, 12, good at math, 12 days. We know this. I am not I am not a gambler. At this point, if you bet against the Chiefs, then just shame on you. Like, you're an idiot. If you bet against the Chiefs, you're an idiot. You know what we should do? We should rank, and by we, you, should rank all the Chiefs teams over Mahomes' starting tenure. Because I was about to make the statement 
this is the least impressive Chiefs team, but that's not true. It's the least impressive offense in terms of the weapons. It might be the best defense they've had, which might make it one of the better Chiefs teams because even with me and you and a bunch of bums, Mahomes is getting to 21 to 24 points. I mean, hell, after the AFC Championship came, Mahomes literally said, I became a game manager because I let the defense cook. Like, if they're going to be this good, then all I have to do is put up X amount of points. I don't have to put up 45. How many points do the Chiefs have to score? If the Chiefs get to a point, what would be the point you're 100% scoring-wise they win? They get to 35? That a, that a lock? I was going to say 28. 28? Yeah. Want to meet me in the middle and say 31? Yeah, I mean, I, the Chiefs haven't given up 31 points all year. I don't think Mahomes is unlikable. Or, or I'm sorry, that's not what you said. I don't think people see him as a villain. Outside of certain organizations that you beat, and and, and yes, like 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 Tom Brady super fans, you know, are all frustrated that, that they're going to come for the champion. Whatever, I put that aside. I think the casual fan just likes Mahomes and is in awe of his talents. I think he's getting blamed for some of this uh, Tay-Tay stuff. All right, we're going to hit this later in the show. By the way, I don't even think I look if I if I had to bet, I don't actually care. If I had to bet that Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift are going to be together in ten years, I would bet the under. But you and you think it's true love. I'm rooting for your perspective, right? But they're happy. Who cares? Like, why are people mad that this couple is happy? Be- I don't care because she's not football, and they want to watch football. This is the dumbest thing. And I know I'm going to do this later in the show, but I, you know, don't do the show before the show. But this is the show, so that's that's an old that's a production, an old adage, dude. It's not like Mahomes drops back at third and eleven, and they cut to Taylor Swift. There's a lot of downtime during NFL games. I agree. I'm with you. As somebody, I'm not endorsing this view. I just found it funny. As somebody on Twitter said, I wish I could remember who it was because it's nice to credit people. In response to the people that were mad about Taylor Swift, said, "Be thankful, Chiefs fans or, or or NFL fans, us Cowboy fans. They just cut to the emaciated corpse of Jerry Jones, <laughs> which is very mean spirited. Like they're gonna show, they're gonna show something. By the way, not to sound, I like her music. I think she's amazingly talented, and, and I hope this doesn't come off in any way as as, as misogynistic because I certainly don't. She's not hard to look at. I, I mean, what's what, what's the issue? They're not cutting to me and you." Shoving food down her face in a skybox. You know, like, what's the issue? <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you. I don't mind it. And she looks happy all the time. I like happy I people. I mean, really, during the AFC Championship game, all they really did was after Kelsey had a big play, and he had a lot of them. But that's really all he did. I just had a light bulb go off. Do you ever have a light bulb go off where you something is tr- so true in your life, but you don't? But then it occurs to you. Do you know how vitamin C and sun can fight like sort of sadness? I'm around you a lot. And you can be kind of a... On vitamin C. No. What is your wife's nickname for you? Uh, Eeyore. Yeah, yeah. Eeyore. Now, Lori pointed out Eeyore's not, not, not grumpy. He's depressed. Right? Okay. Okay. Taylor Swift is the vitamin C that I needed for you. <laughs> She's the sunshine through the clouds of pretty daddy in my life. This really took a turn for I me. like the happiness she brings. This took a turn. I've seen you smile three times in your life. Twice when you made fun of somebody and once when that girl hit on you in the newsroom. Or in the, or the break room. If we find her, uh, this is a real question. If I see her this week, and I ask her if she was flirting with you, and she says yes, and I say, will you come on the radio and talk about it, would you have a problem with that? Um, would it be my first thought for a, for a topic idea? But I mean, we both know I can't control you anyway. You so can't. You're going I, to I'm, do what you're no, going to I'm, do. I'm actually deferring to you, Pretty Ted. You're married. If you weren't married, look, when Stu used to produce me and he was single— 
I was setting up him going on a date with Tom DiBenedetto, who's now Rome's producer, with his sister. And then we promised Stu that we'd both show up. And then we were going to go out. We, I, I found a, a place up here that had a back door. We're going to go out the back door and leave. Like, that's mean. But you're married. And I, I respect the sanctity of marriage. So you say no, it's a no. No, I would not <laughs> enjoy doing that. I didn't ask if you'd enjoy it. I said, would you do it? Yeah, because even All if right. I say no, that's not going to stop you. Okay. Uh, I don't understand why people are mad at Tay-Tay. She's the sunshine through the clouds of the D-cell. Uh, 855-2124-CBS. And by the way, you're my favorite. You're, you're my, my, one of my favorite Wait, guys. so you're doing like, like triple, double, no, you got a hit man. on? Just got, oh, I, I, I want to make sure you know that I got hit that's, on. Oh, no, no. That's I want to um, send a message no, there. No, it's a smile. It's a smile. Let's do right NBA now? power. You're Welcome to back to Writer Than You. You're like, I just think it's interesting how much you're I'm glad that you're passionate I'm being serious. On CBS Sports Radio. So NBA power rankings will warm up to the big event. That's coming up after we get CBS Sports Radio. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? No, no. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Um, would your wife be mad at you? If she heard that you got hit on and you were 100% appropriate. Well, here's the thing. There's a little bit to unpack there. No, initially no. But I also didn't tell her yesterday when I got home from work. So she would be mad that I didn't tell her. Got it. Okay. Is she not accustomed to you having trouble with the Sharon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's, that's, that's definitely That's just a kind thing. of a, that's a Tommy thing. Yeah, I don't talk. I don't communicate. That's a thing. I mean... She and I should. Oh man, we. I want to have her on the show. I want to. I want to have her on the show. We could exchange notes. Uh, I'd prefer, much like you know, the girl that I spoke with in the break room, that we, you know, we didn't do that. I understand. I understand. Um, I've got. We got. We're gonna do a segment, and we're gonna do a GI Joe Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay, you're gonna help set us on this path of NBA power rankings. Some will rise, others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. Uh, do you think people get the G.I. Joe Choose Your Own Adventure reference? I think it still holds. It still holds. Yes. 
I guess G.I. Joe was the version I read as a kid. I'm sure there were other choose-your-own-adventures. Yes, but I will say there probably will be, you know, an end date on that, but we're not there yet. Okay, okay, okay. I never made it. I always, Cobra always got me. Every time. Like, was there a way to win that thing, or was this a way to torture children? <laughs> you clearly got tortured. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Before, did you push number five already? No, don't, don't do it. Don't oh, do okay. it. Okay. Yeah, a little early. Am I power ranking? I am power ranking based on now, not some future thing as in the Doc Rivers-led Bucks blow a 3-1 series lead. We are living in the moment in the present. In that case, we have our first ever tie under your stewardship. Number five. It's a double move. It's a double these, as Tom likes to say. Double these. You ready? I'm good. I'm good. Oklahoma City versus and the Timberwolves. Tied. Here's why. Timberwolves with the win. Nice win. Good game. Way to go. Victory's great. I actually think Oklahoma City is a more viable playoff contender. And we have seen OKC's youth come out last couple games. Lost to a Pistons team that had negative three wins. I didn't know that was possible, Tom. Entering. Yeah, I like that bit. I said it the other day, too. Maybe not on HQ. Maybe here. I don't know. Can't keep these 19 hour workdays. I'm not sure what's happening. Not even sure where I am. Look, I think both of these teams are really interesting and really promising. I'd rather be the Thunder, but I'm a huge Anthony Edwards guy. I'm not sure people appreciate how good this dude is. I, I think they both are inexperienced enough. And, and the Thunder are really young. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is a veteran and a veteran leader and a star. I just I don't find him to be a reliable postseason co-captain co-pilot, even a Robin. I, I just don't. Both these teams are really, really good. And I just want to do a tie to see the look on your face that was delivered. Number four. I'm going to go with your Philadelphia 76ers. I, I, got, I got to tell you, I am really high on the Sixers. Now, Embiid missed another game yesterday. He's on track for 61 and a half. There's a fragility thing that is kind of going on here. That is, I think, wor- that is that is that is worrisome, for sure. But if he plays, he's going to, I think, make the Sixers better than every team he plays in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs, other than maybe Boston. And Jason Tatum can shoot you out of games anyway. He just hasn't been. There's a huge question mark for me about what Tatum is going to be in the playoffs because of what we've seen. I, I know that's not where we are. I, I love. Love this Sixers team. Now you are. You can jump in here. You're skeptical. You're. You're all like, I knew he shouldn't have gone for seventy, which isn't even the point. It's silliness. They were in. It was a close game. I knew it. He was point chasing, and now he's missed two straight games. It's been three games since the Spurs win, where he had seventy. If only somebody would have told us that he was going to be out for a while. Do you, do you know how I know that's a bad take? Why is that? But the point of my take was that the dude already never plays. Do you know how I know that's a bad take? Go for it. It's your take. I mean, it's been proven true so far. It's not true. He's missed two out of three since that game. If he had sat in the fourth quarter, you think he would have played these games? They would have lost that game too, maybe. He played 37 minutes against the lowly Spurs. Get out of here. Yeah, Spurs team was, that was playing him tough. Get out of here. I like the Sixers a lot. A lot. If he's healthy. In part because they have a real coach. Nick Nurse is, l- is legit. 
number three. This is the team for me. I guess I guess like your take's a good take because I have the same take on the other side of the equation. Skepticism-wise, but I still can't not put the Clippers here. I know I watched it. They lost to the, the Cavs last night. And by the way, it was a really, really good basketball game. Wasn't really close in the end final score, but it was just a really fun, good game. This is the same thing. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy, just like if Embiid is, the Clippers are elevated to a whole other stratosphere of competitive upside. Playoffs, non-playoffs, whatever. And he's healthy right now. That has not been a reliable thing. That has not been a consistent thing. History tends to repeat itself, or at least rhyme. And the song come out of the Clippers for years has been potential that never gets met because of injuries. But right now, that's a really, really good basketball team. Number two. I almost put this team one. It, it feels like a cop-out going here. The, the, the Denver Nuggets, who beat the Bucks last night, by the way. Here's the thing about, about Denver, Tom. They are sleepwalking is a little... The only word I can come up with is insouciant, but i got to stop using it because it's the only big word I know, so it's definitely getting a little annoying. But it means to sort of carelessly and recklessly engage with something in a way where you just don't care. I, I think Denver largely is sleepwalking through the season, or at least they're not in the gear that they could be in because they've won an NBA championship. They understand what they can do. And, and Jokic is always talking about, I wish I wasn't playing basketball. I wish I was drinking a beer and bowling, or whatever his sort of thing is. But last night was a different level of intensity from Denver. And they can win games when they're not playing out of 10, out of 10 for them. They got up for that game. And it was just a reminder how good the Nuggets are, especially when they flip that switch. Number one. I mean, the Boston Celtics are the best team in basketball. It doesn't matter what happens on any given night, including last night where they got down to the Pelicans twice. And then they came back and won, by the way. Are you buying Boston in the finals? Would you pick Boston if you had to pick one team from the East? Nope. Really? You know where I stand on this team. I think they should have uh, broken up Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay, hold on. You're saying no to the Celtics because of an old take. You're saying no to the Sixers because you think Embiid, whatever. It's an old take, but it still holds true because... I, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying you don't believe in Doc Rivers and the Bucks. Who's coming out of the East? I don't know. You got to pick one team. Pick them right now. I don't know. You got to pick one. Just pick one. The Best New York guess. Knicks. Come on! The New York Knicks. It's not a bad take, actually, because with OG Ananobi, who did not play OG Ananobi who did not play last night. They've been really good. No Randall for like a month. And Anobi had, what was it, elbow soreness, I think? Yes. And they played they played Charlotte with no Lamelo, so that was pretty easy. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You're going the Knicks. You know what? You know who I would take if I had to eliminate one of the top three teams, and I think it'll be one of the top three teams? It would be an honorable mention team. Honorable mention. Cleveland Cavaliers. They also have a great big weakness in that Donovan Mitchell doesn't tend to show up in playoff games. But, dude, they are really, really good. And they beat the Clippers, who I have higher on this list. They've won a bunch of games. They're balanced. Evan Mobley came back. They're deep. Look, I don't want to go back to Cleveland for, this, for the summer. I got no issue with Cleveland. I just spent a lot of time there because of LeBron. I, like, let's mix it up. Let's, like, move it around. I also don't want to go back to, I don't want to go back to Boston or Miami. I kind of want to go to Philly. I've been to Philly in year one. You'd rather go to Philly than Miami? I mean, I lived in Miami, and I went to Miami last summer. The thing is, I'm working, so it's not like I get to go out and hang out when I'm going to the finals. At least the weather's great. Not in the summertime. I mean, it's hot. It's 112 degrees outside. Oh, man. Sign me up for Miami. Really? Yeah. Yeah, You know who I would pick is Toronto. Toronto's an awesome city. Here, it's a beautiful city. You never been? Never been. Been to Montreal, not Toronto. How is Montreal? 
awesome. Awesome. Colin Ward-Henniger, my colleague, put the Knicks number one in his CBS Sports power rankings. See, I'm not going that far. No, yeah, come on, man. Colin, come on, man. Uh, is Colin going to be in the power rankings for colleagues? <laughs> I, should I? Oh, man. Should I include CBS Sports HQ? <laughs> I mean, it's your show. It's your role. That rules. would be a game. But no one he, no one listening would know who those people are. That would be a game changer. Number two, Steve the Intern. Right? Yeah. <laughs> your rules, man. Number three is going to be Break Room Girl. That hit on you. That's the girl hit on you. Better luck next time. You. You'll get a better. Maybe you get oh, better, you'll get a better radio host next time. You lost on the on the old roulette dial. Here's your participation well, you're gonna, you're trophy. Gonna that uh, break room girl. She's trying to participate in your life in an aggressive way. Come on, man. What's wrong? Everything. You did two rejoins on it. You're I'm, so proud of the fact. By the way, you should be. That was a, it. Happened. I'm not proud of it. I just didn't know it was happening in real time. You would never leave your chair if I wasn't here. So this question doesn't isn't based on what could ever be reality. But had that happened without me there, would you have told me about it? Never would have told you about it. And it's a chance because I do go in the break room because I got to get a fork, a knife, a spoon. Now, if you, like, go back there and you see, like, a colleague or one of the bosses. There's sometimes I'll walk right out. Having lunch, you're yep, like, you leave I'll alone. I'll walk right out. I don't go in there for what I walked over there for. I'm a, I'm like, hey, I'm a hello guy. I'll come back later. At that that probably happens more often than not. My Uber driver did not want to drive me from Stanford to New York City last night. Is that a reasonable frustration on his part? I mean, I would be frustrated with it. I got to get to the city. So I guess not. It's 12.30 at night. The trains are not running. I'm glad we can work through this here on the air. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. I'm Bill Ryder. Joins me next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.